This is the Shift Your Life Podcast with Transformation Coach Mark Keith Brayton, Season 1. It's time to shift your life. Welcome to the Shift Your Life Podcast, where it is all about shifting you from the mediocre life into a life of purpose, passion, and prosperity. If you are ready to shift your life and step into an extraordinary life, then join the movement at MarkeithBraden.com and sign up to receive transformational tools and resources that will be sure to shift your life into greater purpose, passion, and prosperity. And now your host, the shifted coach himself, Marquise Braden. Good day, shifters, and welcome to the Shift Your Life podcast. This is Marquise Braden, your transformation shift coach and the host of the Shift Your Life podcast. The mission of the Shift Your Life podcast is to help individuals shift from just existing in life into living a life filled with purpose, passion, and prosperity. And shifters, you know, I always love to share our motto because I really believe that our motto of the podcast is something that's foundational that really, if you think about it, will help you get out of your excuses and get busy. And our motto of the Shift Your Life podcast is that success is truly the fulfillment of purpose. And the key to success is self-mastery. Well, I have an awesome guest with me on today. My guest today is from Nashville, Tennessee, a native of where I am from. And I think it's just an awesome, awesome interview that we're about to have because it's very rare that I have interviewed anyone from my home city. My guest today is Kia Jarman. She is a brand coach but and many other things, but we will just call her a brand coach on today. But Kia Jarman has one goal in mind, to help businesses, organizations, and people unlock their greatest potential. With years of experience and some of Nashville's most notable businesses as her clientele, Jarman has earned her stripes and more as one of the community's leading public relations and brand strategists through her work for the MEPR agency, which she launched in 2006. If you want to put Jarman into the stereotypical communicator's box, don't even try. Not only is she a PR maven, she's also part storyteller and part brand coach, working with businesses and individuals to kick their brand into gear. As a result of Jarman's commitment to helping others succeed, she has been recognized by the Middle Tennessee Diversity Forum as the woman to watch. Additionally, she has received the Nashville Business Journal's Top 40 Under 40 and Women of Influence Award in the Entrepreneur category and the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation's Top 30 Under 30. Shifters, I just gave you some great accolades of this young woman, and there are many more that I could talk about, but I think it's just time for us to welcome Kia Jarman to the Shift Your Life podcast. Welcome, Kia. Thank you, Marquis. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so appreciative. You are so welcome, and thank you for taking the time out to share with us on today. Well, Shifters, our theme for today is going to be brand me. Two words brand me. And I think Kia Jarman has a lot of information on how 
we can brand ourselves, whether we're entrepreneurs or career professionals or stay-at-home mothers, stay-at-home fathers, she can help you brand yourself. And so, Kia, I've given a brief introduction of who you are. Why don't you give us just a little bit more detail about yourself, your business, and your family? Sure. Uh, well, I am a native Nashvilleian, and as you said, it sometimes becomes rare. People start coming up to me and trying to pinch me uh, and say, you're from Nashville because we have so many transplants who moved all from across the country to be here. Um, but I started a company right outside of college or right outside of college called MEPR Agency, and we're a boutique public relations and brand strategy firm really working with organizations, small businesses, nonprofits, and government organizations to tell their story better help them to do all of those traditional things that we think about with communications and then take that on to the social and digital platforms to just tell better stories. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's very strategic. Those are strategic planning sessions and focus groups and consensus building and some of the heavy lifting, community engagement. Sometimes it's more tactical uh, in our approach. So sometimes it's media outreach or maybe some social media. But no matter what we're doing, ultimately we want to tell the story of other organizations and I also have a program called um, Brand Mapping, where individuals in particular, particularly entrepreneurs and small business owners who don't have an opportunity to work with me uh, through the, the agency, they can work with me to navigate their personal and professional brand to better leverage the brand of them. And um, in terms of my family, I have a 13-month-old named Teddy. Teddy. And he's an absolute life and light. And I love that because it, um, he wasn't necessarily, uh, he was definitely planned, but I didn't necessarily see myself in this way. Mm -hmm. And um, he, he has created um, something for me that I never thought that I was looking for. So I'm appreciative to him for being, letting me be his mommy. That is awesome. 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 Well, thank you for sharing that a bit of background information with us. And so the first part of Shift Your Life podcast is a traditional question that I ask every guest, and it really deals with the first part of that motto with success being truly the fulfillment of purpose. And so why is it important that individuals identify their purpose in life and know what they are truly passionate about? Because ultimately, one day you're going to be fired. Somebody's going to say, your time is up. And if you're not walking in, I call it aligning passion with calling. If you're not walking in that, then something's going to smack you in the face and you're not going to be prepared. And in 2010, I started my company in 2006, but I, I didn't go full time until 2010. I worked in the music industry and I was laid off from the record label I worked at. And it was the happiest day of my life because I knew exactly what I was supposed to be doing. Wow. I was being prepared. I think we're always in a state of being. I was being prepared. And the moment I was laid off, I was ready. I was prepared. And um, I talked to so many individuals, so many people who are depressed about how did I get laid off? Because everyone is replaceable. Everyone can be uh, put in a position where they come in and say, I'm so sorry, but your time is up. 30 years plus a watch, and that's what you're going to get. So my goal for people in particular is to find out what they are passionate about, find out what you're called to do. As a matter of fact, the other day I asked a client, I said, are you are you still being woken up in the middle of the night? And they said, I'm, I'm not anymore because I'm not in that season. 
And I said, when you get ready to start being woken up in the middle of the night, let me know. Because something is birthed mm. when you're awakened, which is what calling means, awaken to awaken. And so when you align that with passion, which is uh, excitement, which is what you get thrilled about. So what can you get excited about that wakes you up at night or keeps you up at night? If you can't figure that out, then we have to really dig in and say, why are you on earth? Everyone is here for a very specific reason. And I can't help you build a brand or build a business or build a concept until you figure out what the core, we call that the infrastructure of your being is going to be. And so that's why that passion is so important and purpose is so important. You know, and I like when you say that at some point you're going to get fired. And the fact of the matter is, is at some point, even if you don't get fired, you're going to retire. And what I have noticed is that even when people retire, they're still trying to figure out what am I going to do with my life? And And what's next? next? Mm -hmm. And many times, even with those who may have not gotten fired and retired, they look back and realize, did I really live the way that I was supposed to live? Did I really do the work? That I was supposed to do. My favorite quote as it pertains to uh, purpose and passion and really being in your calling is from Miles Monroe. And he simply says that the greatest tragedy in life is life without purpose, life with no direction. Moreover, the greatest failure in life is to be successful at the wrong assignment. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Yes, absolutely. That's the truth. And I believe that truth. And if you walk around acting as if um, someone else can't have the power Mm. to say you're fired, you'll be in a much better place. You will know your assignment and you will be able to fulfill that. Because remember what I said, I was working full time somewhere else, but I was working what I call nine to five to my dreams Mm. and five to nine at night. I'd be in the car on lunch. I wouldn't take a lunch. I'd have my laptop sitting up in my uh, and, and on the on the dashboard, I'd be making phone calls, returning to people. I'd be emailing. That's how I was able to go full time in my business now since 2010, because I was always moving in the assignment I was supposed to have. But I was in the being state, so I was being prepared. And when I became prepared, I was ready, and I was laid off, and that was perfectly fine for me. Right, right, right. You know, and a lot of the interviews I do are individuals who are entrepreneurs or what I sometimes call parallelpreneurs, those who are on their full-time uh, gig, nine to five, but yet working on their dream uh, on the side or hustling or after the nine to five. You know, and everybody, yes, we know is not going to be an entrepreneur, but even if you are working a job, there's still a right assignment for you. Absolutely. There's there's something called an intrapreneur, mm-hmm. which is an internal entrepreneur. Yeah. That's the that's the person who doesn't desire to take on the risk of being an entrepreneur because it's a risky business. Right. Um, but they really desire to make whatever internal systems and structure and policy and procedure work on your behalf in your organization. So that person is essential to an organization. Everyone's not supposed to be an entrepreneur, as you said. But what I realized about myself was my my calling was to move people to action in some way. And that calling will ride through every single job you'll ever have. Here's the example. In college, I've been I'm an entrepreneur since second grade. I had my first business, a jewelry business. 
second grade, but in college I had a house cleaning business. Mm-hmm. And it was called, and, and, and our, our, our tagline was organizing your life one room at a time, moving people to action. Right. Had a marketing company while I was in college. We had an office on Belmont University's campus where we were able to run our business. Moving people to go to events, marketing and promoting, moving them to action. Now as an entrepreneur, as a brand coach, as a PR strategist, my goal is to always move businesses to action so they can better communicate with the audience in which they want to talk to. My calling has stayed the same. The jobs have changed. Right. So you have to, that's why you have to dig deeper than finding out what the title is. Find out what your appointment is. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. That is awesome. That is awesome. You know, we have similar story, you know, after I was laid off in 2014 and, and having... Uh, did what I knew that was right at the time. I never considered myself to be an entrepreneur, but I had always spoke and always did things as far as mentoring and helping people guide their lives or guide their goals and visions and what they wanted to do. And so when I was laid off, I too was excited mm-hmm. because it was God giving me permission to go forth and what he had placed me on this earth mm-hmm. to do. And there was no doubt in my mind that um, I would not be able to make it successful. And I can't sit here and say that it's been an easy thing, but I can sit here and say that every step of the way the Lord has uh, ordained and guided me along the way, if that was a a side gig that I would get, or currently I'm doing some marketing and uh, community things for my church, the Temple Church, you know, and the Lord knows what I need at the right time to keep me going because this vision is so much bigger than me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's when you know you're truly operating in the right space. Right. Because those opportunities begin to just find you. You say, I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Just begin mm-hmm. to manifest because you have outlined exactly what it is that you're supposed to be doing. That is awesome. And so, you know, I like to talk about uh, the accolades and the great things about our journeys and careers and accomplishments but to make it real people need to know that we also came from struggle we also had to overcome some obstacles we we still have to overcome obstacles and struggles in order to continue to stay in this place of passion and purpose and so what's been the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome in following your passion and really uh, pursuing this entrepreneurial journey? Probably the biggest obstacle is um, maintaining the disruption. What I mean is I'm a disruptive entrepreneur. I believe in doing things differently. Many of my uh, colleagues are much, much older than I am. So I had to stand out, which is where that brand meet part comes in. I had to, but that's the difficulty when you walk into a room and everyone has on black suits and, and I'm going to decide to bring a, a red dress <laughs> when they decide to have an afro or I'm going to decide to have on uh, a, something that's going to, that's a part of my personality. So it's not, any, I'm not a gimmick or a show, Right. but that's, that, that has been an obstacle is making sure that I always have a seat at the table, making sure that I can stay disruptive and I don't, I don't fall into the norm. Um, if we want to talk about other obstacles, there there have been times when you know, there, I can think of a few years ago when uh, I had to purchase some tires for my car, and tires are expensive. Yes, they are. And our cash flow was way different at that point, and 
it broke my heart because I thought I was losing my business. Now, clearly, didn't lose my business. Clearly, all things were well. But when you have a hit like that and most of your money is gone and you know it's going to be a few more weeks before the next check comes, those are the sacrifices. I have a, a Toyota Highlander. It's, a, it's an SUV. I tell anybody who asked me, I bought it so I can make sure that if I ever didn't have a place to stay, mm-hmm. I can lay in my car. By no means did it ever get there. Uh, I know my parents will watch and they'll be like, what are you talking about? But the reality is I knew that there had to be some sacrifices that I was going to have to make. There's times when I haven't eaten uh, the best. You know, I like crab legs and lobster tail and scallops. I ain't always been able to have those things. Sometimes you got to eat noodles. I've been there and I remember that. At the end of the day, though, uh, I stayed committed and diligent to the process because I knew on the other side it was going to look like this. Mm -hmm. This is continuing to go. So I'm not at a standstill or a stop. I'm not at the the top of the valley or the top of the mountain. I will say this. It's kind of like uh, I'm on the first landing. Right. You know, I've, I've trudged up. I've done some work to get to the first landing and I'm there kind of taking a breath. But I'm because I'm preparing for the next um, bit to get to the top of Everest, if you will. Yeah. I'm, tr- I'm just going to keep moving until I get to the very top. I don't know what that looks like, but I just know I'm going to keep moving. Here's what I love about this season, mm-hmm. even through the struggle and the obstacle, is that I am more prepared and more open and more um, tenacious yeah. with obstacles and struggle because I have the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When I was working a job, I had to wait until I got off the job to handle it. Or if I had to make sure I had sick days or vacation days just to take off, just to secure the job. Or, you know, I don't have to ask for permission. If my mother needs to go to the bank or needs to go to the hospital or needs somebody to ride with her and stay with her, I can do that now. Yeah, yeah. You know, There's freedom in this lifestyle. There is freedom in this lifestyle. And what I'm building is a business where um, I can conduct it via computer, yeah. via telephone. You mm-hmm. know, if I have a coaching client that day and I might be somewhere out of town, all I need is Wi-Fi yeah. and my, my little microphone right here. And we can conduct our coaching call and I can go on about my business. Yeah, that's what, you know, the the mentality is to be enslaved to Mm -hmm. you can't run a business without an office. You can't run a business without a thing. You know, people give it a a dot, dot, dot at the end of Mm -hmm. it. You've got to have all these things. Well, no, I bootstrapped my business. Uh, I still bootstrapped my business. Mm -hmm. No one gave me a check. No one invested in my business other than their time and their resources and, and, and relationships, but no financial investments. But we're no longer enslaved. It's like you're free. Your mind now can think. And even in the struggle or even in whatever the obstacle looks like, you can figure out a way. See, the thing about it is I'll never be broke because I can always make money. Always. I got too many things happening to not make money. I can speak. I, can, I have uh, products. Uh, I can do a client uh, communications plan. Mm -hmm. We can do community engagement. I can do some social media. I can bartend. I mean, (laughs) I'm not going to, I can go sell clothes. I worked in retail in high school and in college. 
I'm not going to ever be broke. And when you tell yourself that all the time, you have no choice but to not be broke. That's right. You have no choice because you're going to eventually begin to receive exactly what it is that you're speaking. I just believe you got to tell yourself that thing. Like if you're going to think this is weird. I just got it from the store, so it's got the uh, tag on it. But I have this mirror in my office because I want clients to be able to come in and see themselves, Mm -hmm. reflection of what we're supposed to provide for them in this mirror. I want them to be transparently understanding that she's going to transform my business through this mirror. So it's symbolic. But you have to look in the mirror and know I'm free to make mistakes. I'm free to make money. I'm free. You're free to do whatever you want to do. Nobody, no, no longer is anybody telling you, well, you, you got to just, you got to have an office space. And you got to have a, a nice Mac computer right. and you got to have the top of the line Bluetooth. No, you can work on what you have uh, until you get to where you want to be. Work on what you have until you get where you want to be, you know, and even in this season where, well, Marquise, you know, you are making, you know, eighty, eighty five thousand dollars a year. You're not even making that now. The interesting thing is, is that it doesn't matter yeah. Yeah. because I own my time. And as long as I own my time, eighty or eighty-five thousand dollars eventually will be nothing to make. And time and money are not equal to right. it. They're not. Right. And being a parent um, teaches me that every single day. When something isn't on time, then I'm not calculating the money. Mm-hmm. I'm calculating the time missed. That's right. So the money. Remember, we can always make money. Mm-hmm. You can always call a colleague who said they had a speaking engagement for you and say, do you, do you still have that opportunity available for me? You can always follow up with somebody you met at an event and say, hey, I'm just following up with you. And they say, oh, I got an opportunity. I think I saw that something similar happened uh, recently where you had to jump in the car and drive. Yes. Yeah. Um, just because you were available. Mm-hmm. You can almost always find business. You can't always find that time back. Like you said with your mother, you can't always have her call you and say, hey, let's go to lunch. The time is so much more important than the money. And entrepreneurs sometimes get it twisted when they say, you know, my time is my money. No, your time is greater than any amount of money could ever provide. And that's what freedom allows you to, to understand and remember. Ooh, this is good stuff, people. I hope you are listening and taking notes because, you know, this is not just for Kia and I. This could be for you as well. And as you are listening, some of you might be asking, you know, I hear you, Markeith. I hear you, Kia. But where do I start if I know I'm not living my purpose and doing the work that I'm truly passionate about? Where do I start? So if we put it in the frame of, um, there's a few places to start. So let me start on one and then I'm going to go to the next. One is, there's this question that I ask the people who have a challenge and difficulty. I was was doing a speaking engagement one time and um, they were asking me about how to find their passion. And I remember uh, looking up some uh, ways to help them. Mm -hmm. And I can't recall the gentleman, I wish I could, who kind of crafted some questions. But here are a couple of them. And one of them was, if I put you out of your house at 8 o'clock in the morning and you couldn't come back all day, what would you go do? The other one is, what did your eight-year-old self do that you want to get back to? What did you forget about? Um, I just, again, asked a question to a client the other day. I said, I want you to go back to your eight-year-old self. And she, the, the smile on her face was almost as if 
she was eight again. And we're about to have the conversation about what is eight year old, uh, what do you want to do as an eight year old? And she was remembering the things that she had suppressed and pushed down. So that's one way in which you can make a list of things and begin to check off. What is it that I'm going to do if I stay if I stay outside of my home one day? Or what is it that I forgot that I loved and I was passionate about when I was a young person? So those are some questions. Another question would be, um, if you don't invent it, create it, or do it, who will? Okay. How will we get something done? So those are some questions. When we talk about the brand side, so the brand is the sum of all experiences someone has with you. It's the way that they act and react to you. It's the emotion they feel. So everything from how you answer your telephone. So you may say, this is Marquise. I say, this is Kia. That's something I want to say with a smile because I want on the other end for them to hear that I'm excited and enthusiastic about the phone call. From the clothes that you wear, do you have a uniform? Are you intentionally wearing holes in your pants? Are you, uh, do you wear sweatshirts every day? I don't care what that looks like, but you have to be intentional about it. It can't just be made up. You can't just tomorrow say, oh, I think I'm going to throw on. No, it's a reason why uh, our brand color is purple and gray. And so in our office, you know, I have on a purple Fitbit. I have purple glasses. We have purple pins. Um, we have purple folders. We have purple, uh, you know, everything in our office reflects those brand colors. Because when people, when people see it, I want them to remember. Very similar to how when you see yellow things or orange things, you begin to think of the arches and you begin to think of the, uh, the king. You begin to think of those fast food places. When you see an apple, you begin to think about the, the Mac and uh, Apple products. Mm -hmm. That's what the experience, the sum of that experience, that's what that is. The other side of that, though, is that the experience that they have with you is how they're going to deal with you. So if they don't have a good experience, they're not going to continue to deal with you. And I kind of have a five-step process. I can give a couple of those in which I take people through the brand, the brand mapping process. And the first one is the most important, which is to define your brand attributes. What are the five things that people either think about you all the time for or the five things you want them to think about you for. So here's what I mean. Does your family call you to gossip all the time? Okay, so then maybe you are the historian because maybe you have the information. Do people call you and say, but don't tell nobody because it's between just me and you. So you're the confidant. Do people call you and say, um, can, can you uh, get me in touch with an insurance agent? So maybe you're the resource person. Do people call you and you know, you get the point. Right. What happens? Do people call you and say, I need you to go down to the court and I need you to take care of you're an authority. So begin to think about what those words are that people call you for. Or for those of you who may have challenges in your brand already. So this in particular happens with a lot of college students. I've worked with college students on this, where maybe from high school to college, they were a different person. And in college, I now want to be seen as somebody else. I no longer play games. I'm no longer a kid. I want to step my game up. And so you've got to then write the words down you want to be seen as. Right. You know, for me, one of my words is going to be disruptive. One of my words is going to be communicator. I'm a resource. The media or anybody can call me and say, can you connect me with? And it's usually sometimes not a client of mine. But I'll say, no problem. I'll connect you with that person because now I know I have an opportunity to go back. But that's an intentional behavior. Um, I help them to develop 
what the brand of me was in their mind. So I had to do things that showed them, that told them, and then made them believe what it is I was saying and then go repeat and tell other people. So that's number one. Number two then is what type of accolades are you looking for or are you interested in? And that's everything from at your job. Um, is there an opportunity for um, the best employee, best customer service, um, uh, quarterly, uh, best of show? I mean, whatever you have at your at your fingertips. Are there organizations that you're a part of that have or, that have awards? Um, are there awards through your local newspaper, like some of the ones you mentioned, the Business Journal? Every Business Journal has a, a slew of types of awards that they want to give out to people in the community. And so those are some community awards and accolades. I'll tell you, my women, my clients that are women, have the most difficult time with that because mm-hmm. it's a, because we're so humble. Listen, you got to come out of that um, being, don't want anybody to know your stuff and I don't want to share and I just, I just, I'm going to stay in the background. You got to open your mouth and you have to say the things in which you want people to believe about you because they will believe you if you then follow through. Right. There's one, I'll, I'll share the third one and, and the fourth one and then, um, and then I'll, I'll toss it back to you. But the third one being, think about the way in which you present yourself. So that means, quick story, when I was younger, I told you I started my first business in second grade. So I was always like, I had a mug, always thinking about how can I take over the world? How can I do the, create another invention? How can I create another business? Always, all through my life. In high school, I would be, you know, just thinking. And my friends would say, Kia, are you okay? And I'm like, girl, I'm good. How you doing? Mm-hmm. Are you October? Like, what's, why, are you so, why is it so up and down? Well, what I didn't realize was my face was saying one thing. Mm-hmm. My inside was saying something different. So I had to then make a conscious decision. Again, go back to that mirror. I had to make a conscious decision to sit and, and know what my face felt like when it was resting, know what my face felt like, when it was smiling, know what my face felt like. The same with posture, the same with, do you is your whole closet black? You need to add some color. Again, intentional decisions. Do you need to smile more? Do you not, to, not need to let people read your expression or what you're feeling based on what they said um, through your face? That's important. The next one would be your digital footprint. I can't emphasize this or, or share this enough, your digital footprint is so important because if, I, if you call my phone today while you're on the phone, I'm Googling you because I want to have a conversation with a person. People do business with people. And so I want to have a conversation with the person. So I'm going to look. I'm going to Google. Hopefully find, hopefully find your LinkedIn. Hopefully find your own.com. Hopefully find Facebook. I want to find something. If I don't find anything, you don't exist in your credibility to me is at zero. Mm-hmm. So you have to build that credibility up. You don't have to be on every platform, but you've got to be somewhere. So whether it's your own.com or whether it's being on one of the social platforms or a blogging platform, you've got to figure out where your place in the world is going to be. And then as an FYI to remember, those brand attributes, they have to align with what you're putting out in the atmosphere to people. So so you can't have attributes about being an authority, but you never share authority type information with people or you want to be a resource, but you're never sharing resources about jobs and opportunities and businesses and et cetera. You can't be different than the brand that you want to be on paper and then off paper. Well, Shifter, she just gave us some 
some nuggets, some jewels that you want to have written down. And if you haven't written them down, you'll always be able to go back to iTunes and listen to this show. That is awesome, awesome advice. Well, we are going to go into what I call the shift zone of the podcast. And the shift zone is where I'll ask you a question and you give me some feedback Typically, usually one answer okay. with an explanation. Okay. And so we will go into the shift zone and just ask these quick questions because a lot of these questions have to do with habit and behavior, which is the second part of uh, uh, the motto, which is success is achieved through self-mastery. Mm-hmm. And so what is your number one ritual or practice you have to stay motivated in life and or work? Motivated, probably um, meditation. Okay. Um, Particularly, probably through chanting. Mm -hmm. Um, My mind, like many of you all's, goes a million miles a minute. And you have to distract the subconscious because the subconscious will tell you, you can't, you won't, you're, you're not on deadline. And so... I want to be able to distract the subconscious. And so that's what the chanting does. And so that meditation is probably how I stay the most motivated to keep moving so that I can quiet the mind and then go full 100%. In one word, describe Kia Jarman. Disruptive. Disruptive. Mm -hmm. You can explain. Again, I don't want to do the status quo. I'm going to question. I'm going to challenge. Every client I have, I say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge you on that one. Sometimes I feel a little bit like a young mom. I'm like, beloved, <laughs> you know, what, what, why are we doing that, beloved? You know, I feel a little bit like I have to dig in that way. Also, in terms of my industry, um, we were one of the first agencies to, to, to bridge that traditional communication. So what people know about press releases and publicity mm-hmm. and, and, and some of that uh, with the digital and social and, and jumping online and having an online place and a platform. And so that was really a, a place where we were a little more disruptive and, and some of our colleagues didn't understand where the industry was going. And so now, of course, we are very full speed ahead into being online and social. But we were there before it was kind of the cool thing to do. Awesome. What's one online resource, tool, website, or app that has enhanced your productivity? Um, QuickBooks. Mm. You know, having an accounting system holds you accountable. If you want to do big business, you got to know where your money is and where your money's going. That's good. And yeah, so QuickBooks has been very helpful for me. And we're about to increase our engagement just in terms of. I'm, I'm getting more training on how do I be, how can I be more efficient in the space? We have an accountant and she does some, some of those things, but I like to have my hand in it. And that, that has increased our productivity. I don't have to play around with things as much. Yeah. I have QuickBooks online myself and I know I'm not using it to its fullest ability because I know you can send your invoices and everything from, from that, oh, yeah. but I'm still using PayPal for some reason. I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, just <laughs> save, save it as a PDF okay. and send, or you can send it directly from, um, from there. I only do that so that it saves on our hard drive mm-hmm. so that we can always go back. I mean, we can in QuickBooks too, but it's just a different a system that we have. But yeah, 
use one streamlined place for your money. Right. You can do other things and with other resources, but your money, have it all in one place. It makes it easier for your accountant and it makes it easier for you to always pull the numbers because we're always, I'm always checking them. I just was checking the numbers last night. I'm always seeing are we on target with our goals? And if I've got to look four or five places, I'm not being efficient and productive, as you said. And this is a, just a personal question. So do you use that for your personal account and business or just business? Just business. Now, I probably should be doing it for my personal. But um, be honest with you, I don't spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot more on the business, you know, to make sure that we're efficient and that we have things and that we are up to date with technologies or memberships or things like that. But, um, yeah, I, I would I would strictly make sure that you get online with that with your business. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. What's one book that has had the biggest impact on you? One book. Um, Probably The E-Myth, Entrepreneurial Myth. I read it a long time ago as a young person. My dad, who I I call my, my advisor, uh, had me read it, I think, in high school. It might have been before high school. And then we did a, a mastermind with it. And really, what's, what's important about that book is it brings home being the technician or not being the technician. Mm-hmm. Working on the business and working in the business. And the different types of entrepreneurs. And I think that's important for you to know. What type of entrepreneur are you? And where do you want to be? If you're, if you're in the wrong place, if you're a technician, I, I do a lot of technician type things. And so I'm moving out of some of those areas so that I can focus more on strategy and, and building more businesses and brands. Good, good, good. And what are you currently reading? Well, a client just gave me this. Um, so it's sitting here. So I haven't done, I've just read the preface, but it's called Draw the Circle. Draw the Circle. Um, the 40 Day Prayer Challenge. Who's the author? By Mark Batterson. Okay, he also okay. has The Circle Maker, which is, so he has a series of books. And um, so I haven't jumped in because I just finished a, a kind of a huge project that I wasn't able to read anything else beside that information. And so it's sitting here on my desk so that I can start to jump into it because um, I read the preface. But the idea is supposed to be that the, the prayers are um, uh, to speak the way that God promised you things were going to be. Mm. So that's what I'm, I'm hoping. I'm excited about jumping into it to uh, learn more about the book. So. It was her book, and she said, God told me I had to give it to you. And I said, okay. Give it to you. Know, you, know, <laughs> you know, I'm very protective about people. Um, you know, I'll pray for you, and, right. uh, you know, God bless you. I'm protective of my God. Mm-hmm. That's just my thing. And I'm protective of people who come in that space and, uh, of, of spirituality with me. But this is someone who I know, I, I know very intentionally and specifically and thoughtfully that if she heard that, that it was what she really heard. Awesome. 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 I'm going to go back just real quick to the online piece or the virtual piece. What are your thoughts on Periscope? I just started, this is my second week in a row doing my daily midday motivator scope. And it's really been uh, uh, a helpful tool for me, you know, being a speaker and being a coach and really wanting to attract new clients. Sure. I have not gotten on Periscope myself. I have a client who we're preparing to take them on Periscope um, to do some interviews and to do some kind of social reporting. This is what I'll tell anybody about any platform is don't get overwhelmed by the new bright and shiny. Mm -hmm. So um, I I think Periscope could stay around a little bit. 
I think um, because Snapchat kind of goes in it, and I think Meerkat kind of looks a mm-hmm. little similar. So I do think Periscope can stay because, particularly because of the Twitter piece, right. because of integration of Twitter. But don't always run to the bright and shiny. Make sure that you record your videos uh, so that you have them because they disappear. Right. And what happens then is that someone, you know, like myself, I may not see your post because of the algorithm of Facebook mm-hmm. as an example. Until later in the day where you say, hey, join me on Periscope. I may not see it till later. So by the time I get to it a day later, you're, it's already deleted. Right. So being able to have that archive of information that people can search for is important. Um, but I, things like Periscope and even Instagram to a piece, um, it's not as measurable. So when you talk about it from a PR side, I always am like, well, how can we find a way to measure it? But from a brand side, uh, I think that you have to at least know what's happening in that space. You may not have to be on there every day or every other day, but just know what's happening and being responsive in the place. I think for a speaker like yourself, um, you have an audience of people and they want information from you other than just kind of the podcast because they can only so often. That is a quick, you can be typing and putting, you know, you can hold it up and, um, yeah. I think it can be very instrumental for you, but just make sure you record them. Yeah. yeah, I love it. The great thing about the iPhone is that it automatically, you can have it automatically record. It goes straight to your camera roll, yep. but it doesn't actually pick up the video for Periscope, like the people who make comments. And oh. so I figured out how to get that, and you have to use your quick time to re- literally record your screen. Oh, no, that's smart. Okay, yeah, that's, so that's the information for me. Thank you. I've got the actual video from Periscope because I um, downloaded through QuickTime onto my Mac before it um, goes away. Yes, because this is the thing. I think what you said was just was important without even knowing what you were saying. People want to do business and, and be around people who are popular, who are successful, who have that thing. Mm-hmm. So when you show the actual video, right. you get all those hearts mm-hmm. and you get all those cheers and comments and celebrations and people asking questions. I want to be around mm-hmm. that type of person. My dad would tell me we would go we'd go have lunch and stuff. And he would say, oh, that restaurant don't have nobody. We're not stopping there. <laughs> this is weird. There was there was a line. I'd be like, gosh, we only got, you know, so much time. Right. But I get what he's saying. You want to go where everybody goes. You want to go. And so it's the same with your business. People want to be around the success of you. That's good. That's good. And then I, what I do is I turn around now and I upload them to my YouTube channel. And so they'll always be there at any time I want to. I could just send people there to hey, catch my scope. So just yeah. watch the scope. So I wish that they, I wish that there was a, um, a multi-channel integration of those. Right. So that you don't have to take so many steps, but it sounds like you've gotten it down at least to a science within your process, and I think that's the smartest part about it: is don't overwhelm mm-hmm. trying to you know do this and then it takes too long and then do this and it takes too long. So you have a process, and that's that's important. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're coming to the close of our podcast for today, and so I like to always ask, what's one piece of advice that you would give someone who is ready to make the shift? and brand themselves if you're really ready then you've got to sit down um, i tell people get one get a whiteboard per wall in your office or a room that you spend your time in and begin to write down the things that you want the brand of you to look like mm-hmm. because everything shouldn't make it to the public so writing it down and looking at it allows you to say that doesn't make sense that makes the most sense 
that's what I want to hang on to and that's what I want to that's what I want to leave behind. So that would be my big piece of advice. Spend some time with yourself, be introspective um, and think about what your process is going to look like and then go forth and be successful. Awesome. What's one exciting thing going on in your business right now that you're really excited about? What's really exciting right now is that we're going through this Catalyst program through the um, Entrepreneur Center. Center is hosted through the Entrepreneur Organization, which is a national organization that helps the businesses get to a million dollars. And so it's, it's recognizing those very key businesses who say, I'm stuck in some area. I want to be stronger in some area. I want to do better in some area. So we're in that program. We just had our second class. I'm so I'm grateful for the people who nominated me to be a participant in that because our business really is going to be amazing after we get out of this program. Awesome. I've heard about that program and I think that it is an awesome opportunity. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Can you tell the listening audience where they can find you online? Yes, absolutely. So you can find me on my personal brand site, KiaJarman.com. That's J-A-R-M-O-N.com. I'm also on M-E-P-R-Agency.com. And then I'm on all the social platforms. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Kia Jarman. And then M-E-P-R Agency. We're on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. And I'd love to connect with you. Um, you can go to mybrandmap.com. That's the brand mapping program. That's the coaching, the brand coaching program for those who can't necessarily go through um, our retainer process on the agency side. And I'd love to connect with some of your shifters. I think um, you have a great group of audience. I've been kind of noticing who they are. So I'm <laughs> Good. And you know, and this prompts a real quick question. How important is it to have the same name on those mediums. It's as important as having your name always written the same in every medium. Yeah. And so, you know, think about it that way, where you're not going to have McDonald's be Ronald McDonald's in some place and just McDonald's in others. It's going to always be same, said the same. So in EPR agency across the board is that way. And then KiaJarman.com, KiaJarman all across every platform. Because if I use a middle initial or if I use something different, People can't always find you and they'll give up. So it's really important to have that consistency. And is it MEPRAgency.com or yes. a, with the agency in it? Yes, MEPRAgency.com. Yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Shifters, we have come to the close of our show. I want to thank Kia Jarman for joining me on today on the Shift Your Life podcast. What an awesome young lady she is. And she is well on her way to, of course, making that million-dollar business come true. So we are praising and celebrating already in advance. Remember, you can reach out to her by visiting her website at kiajarman.com, and that's J. A-R-M-O-N or the M-E-P-R agency dot com. So reach out to her if you are ready to make the shift and brand yourself with the right person. And I think the right person is Kia Jarman. Shifters, I also want to thank you for joining me this week for the Shift Your Life podcast. If you are ready to make the shift, 
realize greater results in your life and career, then I want to be your coach. I want to help you live inside your purpose, step into your authenticity, and do the work that you love. You can sign up as for a consultation at MarkeithBrayton.com, and there I'll have uh, a consultation application that you can fill out and we can meet via Skype, Google+, face-to-face, FaceTime. I make it very easy for that consultation to happen. Today's podcast can be accessed both in iTunes and Stitcher. Additionally, you can subscribe to the Shift Your Life podcast right on your smartphone podcast app. If you have an iTunes account, please leave us a review of today's show. Shifters, I appreciate you and your continued support. It's time to shift. No more sitting on the sidelines of life. Get in the game and live your dreams. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.